We are the hosts of Got It Memorized, what used to be a Kingdom Hearts recap podcast. We did the impossible and finished recapping all of Kingdom Hearts. The whole thing! Now, fueled by our own hubris, we've endeavored to recap other things. We've covered the world ends with you, and now we've moved on to Final Fantasy X. After that, we'll do more tasks that humanity previously thought impossible, like creating cold fusion, accessing the Akashic Records, and folding a piece of notebook paper in half more than seven times. Find Got It Memorized on the Orange Groves Podcast Network, on your favorite podcast app, or do what we did and approach a pulsing dark monolith in the middle of your city promising otherworldly powers in exchange for audio catalogs of JRPG franchises by whispering the secret words of power, Got Got It it Memorized. Memorized. Blitzball! Hi everyone, I'm Andrew. I'm Marn. And this is the Argonauts Podcast. Every two weeks, I'm going to fail to solve an ARG, and Marn's going to tell me what I should have done instead. That's right, and I bet you thought we were done talking about Cloverfield, but boy do I have news for you. (laughs) (laughs) It's all Cloverfields till the cows come home. We are now a Cloverfield podcast. It's all Cloverfield all the time, baby. (laughs) Welcome to Clovergonauts. Clovergonauts? Sure. Our, our ten Clargofield Lane. Martin, we're talking about ten Cloverfield Lane today. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're going to talk about ten Cloverfield Lane, and we're going to talk about the other kind of mini arg situation that led up to the Cloverfield uh, DVD release. Hell yeah. Uh. For the audience's sake, I should say, um, we have an episode about 10 Cloverfield Lane recorded but not published yet. By the t- Well, actually, by the time this episode comes out, it should have been in the feeds. But at the time of recording, it is not live. Um, I don't know why the audience needs to know that, but now you do. Um, and in the meantime, I have, I have watched both 10 Cloverfield Lane and the Paradox. Uh, Paradox Complex? The Paradox... The Cloverfield Paradox? The Cloverfield Paradox, that's what it is. Boy, oh boy, it sure is 9 p.m. on a Friday. Um, <laughs> but I've watched both of the rest of the movies in the Cloverfield franchise, so um, I'm not going to go too deep into Cloverfield Paradox stuff in this episode unless something really drags it out of me. Uh, but just as a heads up, if you want to remain unspoiled on it for some reason, A, you're probably safe. It's not great. B, <laughs> uh, you should probably watch it now if you want to be ahead of the curve, because I, I know what's up with Cloverfield. Yeah, Andrew's got all the secrets. I've got all the secrets. I'm the, This time, I run the shots um, on the episode. <laughs> I call the shots. I'm leading this episode. Um, That's true. Andrew, tell me what happened in the Cloverfield DVD arg. Uh, so, um so scientists discovered a way that you can encode data into uh, a weirdly compressed form of um, like a metallic surface. Um, it's actually kind of interesting. They created DVDs, but didn't quite understand exactly how they worked or what their structures were uh, for uh, quite a while after DVDs inventions. But what they found was that they could encode a lot more data than they could on a film strip. Like you could not a film strip, but like a, a floppy disk magnetized disk. Um, and so DVDs for a long time became the norm for distributing a movie like uh, like Cloverfield, uh, which is about a giant monster. Um, 
What were the commercials for that one like, Marn? <laughs> for the DVD? Yeah, did they do anything weird to promote it? Uh, so the for the commercials, <laughs> <laughs> I see I've uh, been I'll... tricked. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk to people through the history of the DVD. Don't don't challenge me. <laughs> I see. I can deflect a, like the best of them. I see this is a trap. So, <laughs> uh, so what happened with the uh, with the DVD release going into Cloverfield? So I think that where we left off last time, if I remember correctly, um. The movie had come out. Uh, the websites had kind of gone dormant. Uh, we did talk about the the person won the slusho like laptop. We did talk about that. Um, the, yes, they got like laptops. Yeah, yeah, they got the Alienware like slusho laptops. Um, and so that was January two thousand eight, and then in March two thousand eight. Uh, weird little sword icons started appearing on some of the uh the in-game websites swords yeah like a little sword and like a a little like blue sword with like a little spirally shape on it uh and the first one that appeared was on the slusho uh website on march 28th 2008 and nothing else on the website had been changed it was just that particular sword okay so were people just checking out this website every chance they got do they just like i might as well check this and look yeah i think um back in those days it was definitely possible to like set up a little alert every time a uh website like something in the code changed i know it's still possible to do that because i'm pretty sure that's what the like the baseball people who dig into the code have they have like alerts set up for whenever the uh the devs change the code around interesting okay so i think either someone just kind of checked out of curiosity and found it or someone with one of those alerts uh got an alert that was like hey something has changed their phone went off and was just like hey there's swords now and so i don't know exactly where it was it doesn't actually say on this website where it was. Um, however, there was a tiny sword. Okay. And, interestingly enough, we have now in time caught up on the anniversary of when things in this game were happening. Uh, because on April 1st, 2008, uh, a new photo appeared on win1808.com. Hmm, Okay. Uh, and it was a missing poster for Teddy Hansen. Ah, okay. This is our super spy? Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's him. <laughs> That's him. That's Teddy. That's... T- okay, so Teddy's gone missing. Uh, Secret Agent Teddy is is uh, at a commission. No one knows where he is. They put up missing posters. Got it. Um, and so on the back, uh, was the sword symbol from the Slusha website and it had a number next to it that 
was kind of very indistinct because you remember that on the on the website they could like flip the photos over right so they if you flipped it on the back was that sword logo and a number that people thought said 430 um and as you will remember teddy was jamie's uh boyfriend who went missing uh because he was part of a like environmentalist group investigating uh the Tagruato drilling station right so then on april 2nd uh the Tagruato website updated and two of the pages uh had the little sword icon on them okay uh, and then on April 3rd, uh, jamieandteddy.com updated with a sword icon, both on the login screen and the front page. Okay, so we're just getting a lot of swords getting added to the site. Yeah. Um, and people speculated that it might be like the Taito wave signature uh, because the little swirl looks like a like a wave in front of the sword. Uh, and then on, what day was this? April 5th, uh, the Tidal Wave website actually updated with a, a little sword icon. Okay, so they're just popping up everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and it was around this time that the DVD uh, actually, I believe the DVD came out. Yeah. The DVD came out, uh, and it had some, like, weird bonus content on it uh, related to the ARG. Um, It had a bonus, like, chapter in the chapter menu um, that was, like, hidden in the DVD menu. And it showed um, a list of, like, supplemental files uh, which were uh, some of the Chuai Station like news videos, um, some of or, or a screenshot of some of the Jamie and Teddy videos, and a screenshot of the Slusho website, and they were tagged as like person of interest, organization of interest, blah blah blah, whatever. And people were like, "Oh, it's cool that." The actual DVD is referencing the ARG. That's very neat of them to do. Yeah, yeah it's it's always kind of um, disheartening when you pour everything into an ARG that like is never referenced in-universe because mm-hmm. it was all created after the product that it was advertising was finalized. Yeah, and, um, and so then... So that was early April and the people started digging into the DVD stuff. Um, and so then on f- April 11th, uh, the tidal wave site updated, uh, the blog updated and they, uh, they posted a message that said "Two missing Teddy Hansen. There's no help coming. Stop your compa- campaign. There's nothing here. Uh, and people were like, Oh, whoa, who is missing Teddy Hansen? And they combed back through, uh, the blog post, the comments on the blog post, and they found one from a user called Missing Teddy Hansen. Uh, and one of their comments, uh, and, and people had been seeing these comments and kind of ignoring them because um, we, I think we talked about this two episodes ago, uh, the 
comments on the Tidal Wave site were open to everyone, um, including fans could could post there, and so they were generally considered out of game. Okay. Uh, and so people had been like, "Oh, this is just like a fan posting here." Well, and this is where things had been like sort of game jacked before too, right? That was on the Slusho website when people realized they could uh, like send emails and have it show up on the. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> but it was still a public enough place that people were like, let's just assume that public people aren't involved with the game. So yeah. I guess that makes sense. So they, it makes sense that they would have ignored it till now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they found these uh these comments that they had just kind of thought were someone uh trying to kind of like post more in character and uh they were all like where are these fearless brave warriors i heard about no one answers my calls no one answers their doors my brother is still out there somewhere and you guys couldn't care less about him some friends you are if it wasn't for your freakish cult mind games he'd still be here with me this is all your fault you're cowards i hope you're rotting away somewhere (laughs) (laughs) hello (laughs) <laughs> why'd you all think the game was over i disappeared <laughs> and and so people were like oh they're i guess addressing this person who we definitely didn't think was a real character in the game <laughs> and maybe we <laughs> fucked up <laughs> it it sounds like they are kind of retroactively adding to this ARG to add a new character in. Um, But it would be very funny if we made an ARG and we were like, they found every character except for Ted. Uh, What are we doing wrong with the whole Ted plot to make people want to get interested in solving the Ted puzzles? Act three really hinges on Ted being important. So (laughs) I would like the players to find him. It's so funny that they were, like, seeding this all during, like, the the original arc and just, like, everyone was like, no, that's that's just, like, a, a fan. <laughs> it's like if, uh, if Lonely Girl had had a video that, uh, like, some video responses that was part of the plot that no one watched because they were like, that's just a video response, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> and the actor was like, they don't seem to be engaging. I don't know what to do. Like, what can you do at that point? I have one comment on my video, and it's just someone calling me a fake-ass bitch. I don't know what to do here. I'm an actor. I submitted a headshot for this role. I I didn't plan this. (laughs) Like, literally, at that point, what can you do? (laughs) (laughs) Oh. So, uh, so, yeah. So, uh, the the players found this and they were like, "Uh Oh, uh, we probably should have been paying attention to this one boys. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and so then on, uh, so this was April 11th. Uh, and then on April 15th, uh, missing Teddy Hansen posted, uh, a comment on the blog post that was like, Hey, knock it off. 
uh, and said, that's what I thought. You're pathetic. And if you think I'm giving up on my brother, you're stupider than I gave you credit for. Anyone who's tired of being lied to should come to my blog. We have to stick together. There are more people out there affected by this. I can't be the only one. And like, okay, to give the players credit, if like someone had been posting comments like this on like the official in-game blog with the mm-hmm. username missing Teddy Hansen, I can see how that might look like a game jack. Oh yeah, if anything looks like a game jack, it's this. Absolutely. Yeah, like we're kind of ragging on players and act and the uh I guess more the creators a little bit, but like I can understand people being like, "Well, this isn't worth paying attention to." Yeah. Like I get it. <laughs> so, they go to uh uh, missingteddyhansen.blogspot.com uh, because I think the Tidal Wave website was hosted on Blogspot and so that was where like the comments were coming from question mark and they were like oh we can literally just like click through to the Blogspot and like we're there we found it Um, and so they ha- they found through that um that uh missing teddy hansen was the blog of alice hansen uh who was teddy hansen's sister okay um and she had a couple of posts um related to her missing brother and searching for him uh including the uh the missing poster from the 11808 website which kind of confirmed like yes this is connected to uh whatever is happening on the 11808 website uh and also she had a email address that you could contact her at okay and judging by the players i think that we left that for another three months before contacting her yeah of course (laughs) Yeah, why, why, why would they do that, Andrew? Yeah. <laughs> um, and so then uh, on... So then people actually started keeping tabs on this blog. Uh, and on April 18th, uh, it updated with a new entry that said, All right, John, you asked for it and I'm giving it to you. Here's the government representative who was assigned to my case and has yet to answer a single straight question. Are any of you still missing family members? Maybe we can all get answers. I got his personal email because this bozo couldn't figure out how to work his BlackBerry and emailed me with it. Let's make him listen to us. Feel free to bombard John Garrity at Yahoo.com with your questions. I am. Uh, and, and like... <laughs> Within the sort of context of her blog, this was like a CIA caseworker who she had been working with, who she was like, hey, everyone go bother this CIA agent about my missing brother. (laughs) (laughs) Which is very funny. It's really funny. It's so funny. It's... It is kind of like the M.O. nowadays of, like, trying to enact change where it's like, uh, hey, I got a problem I need to to solve. Time to bug them on Twitter until people see it and or they get annoyed. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so funny to tell your ARG players, like, here's 
uh, here's a fake CIA agent. Just like bother them. That's the next you, step in this arg. Need you to crank up the harassment meter. Uh, <laughs> gonna train you to harass people online, but we swear it's good. It's fine. You need to do this to progress. <laughs> Trust us. <laughs> You'll not be able to progress in the ARG until you spit on a cop. Go ahead. <laughs> do it. We dare you. It's the final it's the final the final clue in an escape room. Oh my it's god. Just, you gotta disrespect a cop. <laughs> For a lot of people, that'll come pretty easy. For some people, it won't. <laughs> could you even could you imagine? <laughs> the final clue in the arg is you have to do a civil disobedience. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. I'm glad God. we're writing Escape Room 2. Our Jigsaw Escape Room horror movie crossover. Oh, speaking of which, uh, there's a new trailer for the new Saw movie uh, that came out like yesterday. Did the the fan ARG pick up? I don't know. I haven't looked. Okay. I just, I I realized uh, that there's a new trailer out and I spent quite a significant amount of time looking into it today. (laughs) I'm I'm kind of excited about the new Saw movie. Hell yeah. Uh Um, so yeah, so then, uh, on April 18th, uh, Missing Teddy Hansen updated again with, uh, a form letter that Alice Hansen had gotten from Tagarato after months of calling them, uh, to try and figure out where Teddy was. Uh, she was like, hey, they keep directing me to a fake answering machine, but they did send me this form letter. Uh, that says, "Dear Miss Hansen, we are deeply sorry to, or we are deeply sad to learn about the disappearance of your loved one. Unfortunately, we have no further information at this time related to the Chuai rig collapse. If you have any other knowledge that would help us aid you in your search, please do not he- hesitate to contact us." Uh, and okay. people are like, "Oh, maybe we have to call the Tagrato voicemail." to like hit the next step um and i don't believe anything ever came of that uh but a few days later on april 21st uh alice updated her blog and said just wanted to thank everyone for the new outpouring of support i've been getting i'm guessing some of what i'm doing must have been working so whether you saw the flyers heard about me on the news or whatever it's good to have more visitors here okay and people are like, oh, the news. Maybe we have to look at the fake news reports. Because people just take everything literally if you post it in a blog entry for an ARG. <laughs> <laughs> and so then on the 24th, uh, Alice updated again. Um, and was like, oh, I'm having one of those weird days where I... I feel like I'm I've hit a wall with this and I can't sort through all of my theories and I don't know what to believe anymore and I'm glad that I'm getting so much attention on my case but I don't know why I'm in the same place that I was four months ago and I don't know what I can do to get the truth 
but I'm, I guess I'm going to go and make phone calls. Um, and there was one approved comment uh, that she had put on this blogspot post, which was an anonymous comment uh, that said, You'll notice one of the files is missing. That's where your prayers will be answered. Now please stop. Um, and Alice had replied to this comment and said, Anonymous, I'm sorry, but I have no other way to contact you, so it has to be this way, because I found the missing GX file, but you didn't give me a username or password. Okay. Um, and a GX file doesn't technically exist, I don't think. Um, and so people in the, in the players were like, does she mean a graphics file? Like, what is this and the only site that they had that required a username and password with was jamieandteddy.com which only required a password and they were like well that's weird we are being pointed towards something with a username and password but we don't have anything like that <laughs> mm-hmm. <clears throat> um they, do they have to hack blogspot so uh <laughs> the on the bu, 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 uh on May 1st uh Alice updated her blog and said, "Okay, I got to the missing USGX file website, but I still can't figure out the username password. I need your help. I have to know what's on the site." Um and people uh figured out that there was a website that was uh, usgx8810b467233px.com. Okay, got it. Ha- yep, easy. Yeah. Easy logical leap. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the Cloverfield DVD had had... Uh, the Cloverfield DVD had had that secret chapter that had the supplemental files, uh, and all of those file names started with uh, the a prefix that was USGX eight eight one zero B four six seven, and they ended with a four digit number letter code, um, and so basically someone on the unforum noticed that the numbers all followed the Fibonacci sequence, except they were missing uh, 233. And so they okay. plugged in uh, 233px uh, at the end of that like set prefix, and they put it into a website, and it worked. Okay. Uh, because some of the other file names ended in PX. They all ended in a PXVD or DC, I think, depending on like if it was a, a video or a photo or whatever. Um, and so basically, I guess they process of eliminationed it um, to get the URL. Uh, and so they found the website, but they didn't have the username or password. <laughs> And then on May 2nd, they found the username and password. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, they didn't actually find the password, uh, but they found the a way into the site index, and they 
got the files that were on there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and do, 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 um, and so, man, they, if this was like a professionally made arc, they made it real easy to get into the index of their, of their, uh, (laughs) of their website. That's not good. It's out here critiquing the dev code. I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, and so, and so, basically, what was on there uh, was photos of the uh, of submarines under the drilling station, discovering the uh, the Cloverfield monster under the sea, and like the the creepy little parasite guys. Hmm. Um, and it had like a, a garbled transcript of a radio transmission uh, talking about the eco-terrorists um, getting into the containment rooms on the Chuai station. Um, and, and the person, of course, in the middle of the radio transmission got like attacked and killed. Um, I will send you these photos. They're like very... They're like very obviously edited, but they're kind of they're kind of cool. Cool. Do, 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 do. Oh yeah, this is very neat. Yeah, there's like a a diving station with. Oh, love this thing with faces on it. Kind of in the middle at the top. Love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, love all of this. This is all great. So basically, confirming that. Um... The Tagarato, like, submarines and Chuai Station woke up the Cloverfield monster. Yeah. Um, And then a day later, they found the password um, on... They actually found it on the DVD. Uh, The DVD had come with a, like, a little, like, Project Cloverfield sticker that sealed it shut. uh, And it had a number on it. Uh, and that was the password to get into the website. Hmm. Hmm, indeed. Sounds good. Um, and then uh Sorry, I'm still looking at this picture. I hate oh, these good. little I hate these little <laughs> little little mite things. The little yeah, parasites. They're gross. I don't like them. Uh and so that was pretty much kind of the end of like the little the little promotional dvd arg or whatever um alice did update her blog again uh and said they can forge documents easy photoshop or whatever they use i don't believe it he's still out there somewhere i'd know it if he was gone screw that guy someone was just messing with me that's all it is i may have another lead i'll keep you guys posted okay this is like oh it's not over yet and then it was (laughs) (laughs) i was about to say this is getting into the uh the problems i had with the first arg where it's like the movie itself is all about kind of the human indifference in what's going on whereas the args are about look at the neat things that this person found. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, okay, that's not really the the vibe we're going for or what we're really looking at here, but go off, I guess, marketing campaign. Um, but I guess if it ends there, then it's kind of like, okay, well, they were wrong. Here's the found footage. 
Yeah. It's two photos. It's just two photos. I'm gonna. I got a, a hot take. It sounds. Uh, <laughs> sounds uh, smart, but isn't found footage stuff. It's not uh, about the footage that's found. It's about the people that take the footage, even if uh, no one ever wants to talk about it that way. Hi, I'm here to give you other good critiques. Like this is a mecha thing that's about the people, not the robot. <laughs> I I don't know. It's Friday. I'm it's, tired. It's Friday. <laughs> it, it sure is Friday. Uh, so here's the thing. Do we want to rate this like? Before we get into 10 Cloverfield Lane. It's just kind of fine out of 10. I don't know. It's a, Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, like they, they had a puzzle. You solve it. You see two little things, uh, one of which would make a neat uh, desktop background. Uh, you know, that's really all there is to this. Buy our DVD. Have a good night. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. It is. DVD's out. Woo. Yeah. And that's the last we'll ever hear about Cloverfield because it's definitely not going to be a franchise. Right, Marn? Oh, boy, Andrew. <laughs> right, Marn? Oh, boy. <laughs> so what happens next? So everybody forgets about Cloverfield for several, for eight years is what happens next. <laughs> Yep. I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess that is what happened. A lot of people just forgot that Cloverfield existed. Yeah, it's it's a shame that Cloverfield kind of became the... Uh, we, we talked about it a little bit in one of our earlier episodes, but it's kind of a shame that uh, Cloverfield feels like it became a poster child for people complaining about uh, the types of movies that it inspired when mm-hmm. Cloverfield's a pretty good one of them. Um, so... Yeah, I do feel like people kind of forgot about Cloverfield or gave it a bad rap until even until the new movies came out. And when 10 Cloverfield Lane came out, I do remember seeing a lot of people that said like, hey, it's 10 Cloverfield Lane, an actually good movie. Uh, Weird that it's a sequel to Cloverfield in a way that was like diminishing of the original. Yeah. It's kind of the vibe I always got. I remember that, too. That was weird. Um, so I think that, I think Cloverfield has a, I think there are people that are a dedicated fan base to Cloverfield, I guess, uh, or that like the movie, but I think that that is a, it feels weird to call it a cult classic. Cause I don't think it's that, but it is a, a small fan base to it. Yeah. If I, if I went home and said like Cloverfield, my family wouldn't be like, oh yeah, Cloverfield. Cool. You know? Mm-hmm. It's kind of my barometer. Does my dad know about this movie? <laughs> I feel like my parents have to because it was all I talked about for a significant amount of time. <laughs> <laughs> like they, I, they have to know, or or they did at one point and then forgot. <laughs> so yeah, so people just like forgot. That Cloverfield existed for quite a significant amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in 2016, uh, the trailer for 10 Cloverfield Lane came out. 
And that was January 2016. Gotcha. I, I, sorry, I was. I thought you were posting a link or something. Is oh. there anything in the? Uh, is there? Does like? Does the trailer kick off the ARG, or is it just that like? people see a trailer for a cloverfield thing and are like time to go back to the old website so the trailer does kick off the arg it's also a great trailer if you want to watch it <laughs> yeah like uh, let me look I, that up here i got you i'm staring oh, yeah. at it it also was like like the original cloverfield came out without any like warning or promotion at all they just like popped it before some movie i think i saw in a trivia they put it before another michael bay movie mm-hmm. Uh, but it wasn't a movie as big as Transformers. Yeah, that makes sense. Weird for a John Goodman movie to not get uh, big advertising. Yeah. Also, very odd. They this trailer is almost entirely pulled from the uh, the montage in the middle of the movie. Now it's not. <laughs> yeah, this is a really cool trailer. We will definitely yeah. link this in the show notes. No, yeah, this trailer fucking rules. This rules, yeah. Okay, three eleven sixteen. Am I? I'll get back to my other point. Am I safe in assuming that three eleven sixteen dot com is where this picks up? No. Oh damn. Okay. Well, then you can correct me in a second. Um, something that I, we didn't talk about in the episode that we recorded. Um, it's very annoying that this movie uh, always presents its trailer starting with the Cloverfield and then branching out into the Ten and the Lane, when the Cloverfield is the least important part of the movie. Yeah. Yep, I was just thinking that. <laughs> this movie annoys me. So, the The Cloverfield as a franchise concept annoys me so much, even if I really like two and a half of the movies in the quote-unquote franchise as three individual movies. But we'll get into that in meaty arg analysis. <laughs> yeah, I gotta, I, I gotta watch The Cloverfield Paradox so we can like actually talk about that. Sounds good. So, so this trailer comes out. What in this trailer kicks off the ARG? So, what in this trailer kicks off the ARG is actually the soda bottles that they have on the uh, on the dining room table. Really? Uh huh. Gonna skip ahead in the uh, this video here till I see them at the dinner table. What are we looking at here? Oh, that didn't have a label on it. Hold on. Maybe I just missed it. It is really hard to see. Yeah, because it's not like we see like a close-up of a bottle. Okay, so what what is it that we see that kicks this off? So, yeah, so people actually went and they zoomed in on the bottles. 
uh, and they deciphered that the logo is for Swamp Pop, which is a real brand of soda um, that you can buy. I had to ma- I had to go to their website and make sure. <laughs> Swamp Pop. Yeah. Okay. Um, wait, it is real, right? Hold up. <laughs> I have to make sure before I link this to you. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's definitely real. You can, you can, in fact, buy Swamp Pop. Yeah, um, I'm on their website now. I'm gonna subscribe to their mailing list. <laughs> and people are like, "Oh, wow! Like this is a real thing. Like they have, a, they have like a Twitter. This is probably just like product placement." Um, but. Uh, there was a link on that page at one point, uh, that if you clicked it, it would take you to a fake online store, uh, where they had a item called long-term shelter supply for $4,813. And people were like, oh, that seems like a clue to something. That is a little scary. Yeah. Okay. Um, and um and they realize that uh 4813 is the number that is punched into the jukebox at the beginning of the trailer and they were like, "Oh, okay. This is our this is like our link." Um and the description of the item said, this is a 15-year ration of assorted flavors specifically packaged for extended periods of dry storage for when there doesn't seem to be anyone around. Available by special request only. Okay. That's a uh, neat tie-in. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know how we... This is one of those ARGs where I'm not sure how we were supposed to get here, but good job, y'all, because you did it. <laughs> uh and someone contacted the swamp pop uh facebook gr- uh facebook page and they said hey i'm curious about the long-term shelter supply uh and someone actually messaged them back and said thank you for your interest due to unforeseen circumstances on the eastern seaboard we have had an interruption to our supply lines we apologize for the inconvenience as we realize time is of the essence we will add you to the waiting list and a representative will contact you to assess priority as soon as the shelter supply packages are once again available for purchase okay and um it's uh living in a a a uh, a post Suez Canal blockage world. Um, it's very funny that it's just like to think about the uh, the business ramifications of a kaiju attack. Yeah, of just like yeah, uh, shipments are going to be delayed. Um, you saw about the thing that happened in New York. Uh, well, our cargo ship was one of the ones that it hit on the way, so uh, that ship went down. Uh, we'll have a new package out sometime soonish. Um, just looking at like thinking about the business ramifications of that is very funny and interesting to me. Um, and I'm also realizing that I think that what I hate about Cloverfield is the fact that it's aliens now and not a kaiju. Interesting. I think that that's really where it lands for me is that I love it when it's a giant monster that comes out of the ocean and I hate it when it's a giant monster that comes from a meteor or whatever. Hmm. Cause I want a kaiju to mess up a boat. I don't care when it's a satellite <laughs> I, or a space station monster. 
No, I under I understand completely. It's there's something about it that like the ocean is cool and space is boring, and I don't know why that's how I feel, but it is where I am. No, I I completely understand. I I think the ocean is a lot more uh, interesting than space. I'm with you. <laughs> Uh, welcome to the Argonauts podcast. We're ocean respecters here. Uh, we're diving deep into ourselves to find that love of the deep blue ocean. Okay, so we 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 have Swamp Pop uh, and their bunker set. Um, where do we go from here? Did we can we order it? So uh, you couldn't order the bunker set, but you could, in fact, order regular Swamp Pop, like just the regular one from the website. And so people were like, oh, fuck it. Let's just try and order some soda. Like, whatever. If it's not part of the ARG, then we'll just get soda. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so then they started getting their soda orders with jigsaw puzzle pieces okay uh and i actually remember this because i had this was um this was before argonauts like actually actually proper started but i i still checked like the arg subreddits a lot um okay just to just to kind of like see what was going on um and i remember this because i remember there was like a lot of buzz that there was like a new cloverfield arg and i was like oh wow that's wild I'm going to keep tabs on this. And so I followed along with uh, most of this arg as it was happening. I didn't actually participate, but I, I, I followed most of it. Um, and this is kind of where I, I jumped on because people were realizing that it was like actually an arg and not just like a fun promotional thing. Uh, mm-hmm. So they, they started getting these jigsaw puzzle pieces in the mail. Um, and uh, they realized that they were all pieces from a jigsaw puzzle of the Eiffel Tower. Okay. Uh, Because people on Reddit and Unfiction uh, started taking pictures of the pieces that they had gotten uh, and adding them to a spreadsheet and uh, figuring out which pieces which people had because someone like actually went out and bought that puzzle and put it together. Uh, Oh, wild. And then they cross-referenced that photo with the pieces that everyone had to try and figure out who had which pieces of the puzzle. That's super cool. Isn't that wild? And because like everyone got three pieces in their order. Okay. That's very cool. I'm on the swamp the swamp pop website trying to order myself a twelve pack of uh, their variety set, um, but it's sold out of their like variety pack. So I'm trying oh, to figure no. out which flavor of swamp pop I want to order a twelve pack of. Yeah, I'll just go with a nice ginger ale. Hi, uh, you've reached our our secret viral marketing campaign for swamp pop again. Uh, they didn't realize when doing the Cloverfield ARG that they were double dipping. They also got coverage in our our podcast series go buy some swamp pop tell them they should sponsor our podcast i'm like actually curious if their if their soda is good i'm very curious but i don't want to commit to a 12 pack to find out yeah they must sell four packs because i'm seeing a picture on this arg website of a four pack i'll keep an eye out 
check our, <laughs> check our show notes for swamppop.com. We'll figure it out. Actually, it's drinkswamppop.com. But uh, yeah, so so okay. Sorry, I'm 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 distract I'm distracting us. Uh, we've got our puzzle. Yes, we've got our puzzle. We've got our Eiffel Tower. Uh, and people were like, oh, uh, in the trailer, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is wearing a shirt with the Eiffel Tower on it. And there's also in the same shot, a photo of the Eiffel Tower behind her. So maybe this is a clue question mark that we need to be paying attention to this part of the trailer. But they didn't okay. find anything in that part of the trailer. <laughs> It's knowing what I know about this movie. Uh, it feels very weird to like. Let's focus on that fact, and I'm like, oh, the one that John Goodman made up. Okay. Um, it's like, oh, the cover story for his daughter that's not his daughter that he kidnapped. Great. Let's focus on that part of the trailer. I'm very curious if the people putting this uh, game together knew the context of what was happening. <laughs> So, so yeah, so, so people were like, oh, we need to go through this trailer, like, frame by frame and figure out what's going on. And uh, you may be able to guess that uh, they didn't figure out what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to send a message to everyone uh, listening to our show. Don't go through a video frame by frame. You're not going to find anything. You're just going to waste a lot of your own time. <laughs> You'll probably end up more confused because the human brain is developed to find patterns and you'll like find them where they don't necessarily exist. Yeah, that, I mean, that's like the thing with args, though, is that the human brain wants to find patterns. And so like mm -hmm. if you look at something for too long trying to find a clue in it, you're just going to. Start. you'll find it yeah you'll find yeah, it like, eventually <laughs> just like a bunch of really batshit stuff is gonna start jumping out at you <laughs> <laughs> especially in like the beginning of an arg where like maybe you don't have all the information yet and you should simply be waiting yeah you don't have your ground rules established yet of like what this could be so it's like maybe don't jump to like eighth dimensional chess yeah uh, so, so anyway, uh, so they, they sit on that for a couple of weeks. Um, and then, uh, people start getting emails from Tagruato. Okay. Uh, including the, uh, like people who run the like Cloverfield ARG sites and like people from Unfiction, uh, they get this email from Tagruato that says, Hello. Due to new security protocols, this account is no longer active. All correspondence is monitored and will be responded to appropriately. Thank you for your interest. Um, so basically anybody who had previously uh, contacted the Tagrato email uh, got an email saying that. Okay. Uh, and... Do, 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 do... They got another one from a different uh, Tigerato employee uh, in February uh, that was basically identical to the first email, but it was from a different employee, and it said, Employee of the Month, February 2016. Um, and people were like, oh, maybe we need to look 
for an employee of the month page on the Tagarata website. Uh, okay. And someone popped in uh, Tagarato. So there was no way to get to it from the main page. Um, but someone popped in tagarato.jp slash employee of the month. Um, and that took you to the February employee of the month page. Uh, and I do want to link you an image of it because it's very funny. Uh, <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, which one of these is not a stock photo? <laughs> Let's open this up big. Let's see. Uh, we got... S- <laughs> God damn it. So we've got uh, a couple of uh, very official looking people that are definitely stock photos. Uh, and also John Goodman is here. <laughs> Just like a regular ass photo of John Goodman. Howard will celebrate his seven-year anniversary with Bold Futura in the fall. This month, Howard's drive, commitment, and refusal to accept easy answers resulted in a significant breakthrough diagnosing transmission complications with two of our governmental clients orbiting satellites. Do you know yeah. what do you know what Howard from 10 Cloverfield Lane hates more than most things? If if I had to guess, knowing people like Howard? Uh-huh. <laughs> Government orbiting satellites and uh, working for global international companies. <laughs> okay, so Howard worked at Tagarado. Mm-hmm. Or he worked at one of their uh, their like companies under Tiger, like the Tagarado umbrella. Yeah, he worked. He works at Bold Futura. Yeah, which is like the the physics company. Mm-hmm. Okay. So John Goodman's a good employee. Yeah. Uh, and he's also wearing a shirt that says Radio Man 70, uh, which is a reference to uh, the Radio Man rating for Navy personnel uh, that, specialed in, uh, that specialized in communication technology. Um, and so someone was like, oh, interesting. Uh, what if we put in Radio Man 70 as a URL... Uh, and they found that RadioMan70.com would redirect you to a website that said FunAndPrettyThings.com, uh, which may not still exist. I don't think it does. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't Fun exist. Fun and Pretty Thing? FunAndPrettyThings.com, which was just a... Uh, here, I'll actually send you a photo of it. Uh, it was just okay. a little image gallery of like nice nice images yeah okay these are things that are fun and pretty yeah um good job website yeah uh so people started to notice some some weird things about this page uh in there's an image with uh little beads that have letters on them uh the missing letters spell out megan um, if you if you rearrange them, uh, one of the photos is the Eiffel Tower, uh, and they had already gotten clues relating to the Eiffel Tower. Uh, and if you tried to look in the source code of the page, uh, you got a warning message that said, "You do not belong here. Megan would never come here. I know who you are, and I will be tracking you." 
Okay. Uh, and someone noticed that uh, the little picture of someone at a computer is from is a, a still from the movie Pretty in Pink. Uh, and if you clicked on that photo, you would get a prompt to put in a password. Um, and someone figured out that uh, the password was from that scene in Pretty in Pink, which was just, do you want to talk uh, with a question mark? That would lead you to a secret message board where Howard was leaving messages to Megan in, like, the back end of the website. Okay. Uh, and the first one said, uh, Dear Megan, I hope that you can see this now. I've been trying to email you and call you, but you haven't answered. It's okay. I figured out why. Your mother is blocking my email, and she made you change your number. I forgive you. It's not your fault. I'm sorry about having to deceive you with the site, but I needed to find a way around your mother's interference, and we're running out of time. Now we can talk in confidence without her finding out. It'll be our little secret. I never wanted you to have to learn about some of the things that I know, but it's a father's job to protect his daughter, and I need to protect you now. Your mother never listened to me. There were things I saw in the Navy, things the Soviets were involved with. She didn't believe me, but she will. Everybody will. Do you remember how everybody thought the whole world was going to end when it turned 2000, and I built us that little bomb shelter out back? I don't know what I was thinking. That place would have lasted us about a week, especially with how much your mother complained about it no matter how many times i tried to make her happy so this time i did it right from the start it's huge so much bigger than what you probably remember but it's cozy and i filled it with everything you like we'll be safe down there hopefully for years if we need to but i need you to come to me as soon as possible they may attack any day now so there's no time to waste i understand it may be hard for you to get to me or that there might not be enough time so i had another safe place built just for you it's not quite as big or nice as the one here but it will keep you safe it's been expensive to build especially since i can't be there watching over the people i hired and make sure they do it right but i'm paying them enough that they better but no price is too high for you and it's not like money is going to be good for much longer it's right near you in chicago do you remember your grandma's old house near the highway it's in the empty lot right behind there it'll be finished any day now as soon as it is i need you to get into it and lock the doors behind you even if your mother is watching closely and you can't reply keep checking the site and i will help you prepare as much as i can i love you radio girl i just want you to be safe love dad is I'm running into a thing with the Cloverfield paradox that I feel like might just be a coincidence with that statement. But if they're trying to set up a plot point for the Cloverfield paradox in this thing, I'll eat my own hat. Um, (laughs) But that's okay. Those are definitely the ramblings of a, of a madman. (laughs) Yep. That's, that's the thing with Howard and where some of this feels kind of iffy is that, like, I feel like the uh, the movie really takes a perspective of Howard was right and it's fucked up because of what that means for Howard going forward. Not Howard was right, isn't that scary and funny, look at the sky, ooh, spooky. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. it's a very human humanizing oh shit moment it's it's literally the onion like heartbreaking the worst person you know just made a great point yeah <laughs> um except instead of a great point it's a bunker that happened to be good when uh cloverfield happened yeah 
Um, and so on the on the website there was uh there was an option to reply to this uh this message, uh but you would get another window that popped up asking if you are Megan, uh, and if you said yes, it asked what was the secret gift I gave you on your thirteenth birthday, and uh, obviously nobody knew what the answer to that was. <laughs> right. And people were like, "Oh, there's probably." an answer on the website somewhere we just have to find it <laughs> well you just gotta wait for the movie to come out and then they'll tell you yeah um and then uh so th- and then another trailer for 10 cloverfield lane came out i didn't realize that uh this literally the second trailer spoils the ending of the movie dope love movie trailers <laughs> i think i've only ever seen the first trailer because I remembered people getting really, really hype about it and watching it and be like, oh, this fucking rules. That's I've I've stopped watching. I generally don't watch trailers, uh, but if I do, I'll watch like the first one and then no more uh, just because I don't want to find out what's going to happen in the movies I watch. Yeah. Sometimes trailers bad usually trailers bad i'll go one step further i'll play the heel usually trailers bad usually trailers bad i i watched a lot of movie trailers today so i have them on the brain um <laughs> the the new song movie trailer is good i'm excited about it <laughs> <laughs> i know this is the second time i brought it up <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, you know about the new Saw movie, right? It looks fucking bonkers. Samuel it's Jackson's like a prequel thing, right? Uh, it's like it's like a sequel reboot. Oh, it's a sequel. I thought it was in the past. No, it's like so people were people were I think theorizing that it was going to be a prequel, but uh, it's apparently like a sequel that takes place like after all of the movies, and they're like, yeah, Jigsaw is dead. <laughs> and it's just like going back to basically what the first Saw movie was, which is kind of like a cop movie. Huh. This is with um. Is it Chris Rock that's in yeah, it? Yeah, Chris Chris Rock is in it. Samuel L. Jackson is in it. Huh. It's called Spiral, right? Yeah. It's called like Spiral from the Book of Saw. The Book of Saw. Like it's part of the Bible? What the fuck are you talking about? The Book of Saw. (laughs) Lord. Okay. The film was known under the working title of The Organ Donor until the name Spiral colon from the Book of Saw was leaked to the press on January 2020. The Organ Donor is a much better horror movie title. I'm going to go out there and say it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I could see why they wouldn't want to like call something under the Saw franchise that, though. Yeah, I get that. Like, you want to brand that as a Saw movie, I assume. Yeah, absolutely. So you go with the Book of Saw, like it's the Book of Eli. Yeah, y- you know, the Book of Saw. Yeah. God. <sighs> All right, so we get the second trailer. What uh, what comes out of this one? Uh, actually, nothing. But um, the same week, I believe, yeah, uh, February eleventh, uh, there is a new um 
message on the Fun and Pretty Things site. Uh, it says, Dear Megan, you haven't replied to my last message yet. I guess your mom is watching you pretty closely, huh? I suppose we should feel sorry for her since she's one of those people so blinded by their prejudices. So brainwashed by what everyone around her is saying, she won't listen to the truth. I hope you know that's the reason behind those things she says about me. I know you're smart enough to see through it. Just come down here. Say the word and I'll pick you up or there's a train that leaves Chicago every afternoon for New Orleans and I will get you from the station. I can even wire you the money for a ticket if you need it. But don't take a plane. It'll be too dangerous. You have to come quickly. If I'm alive underground while I know that you didn't make it, I won't be able to live with myself. I can stock the shelter with anything you want as much as as much of it as you like i've only i've already made sure to stock up on enough ice cream to last you a year mint chocolate chip always seemed to make you happy all i want is for you to be safe and happy radio girl if you can't find me when you get here i'll already be down there the entrance is behind the house you can't miss it love dad all right well this one definitely gets john goodman's character more than i expected it to that's good yeah Oh, it creeps me out. I hate listening to this. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not good. <sighs> it's not good, dude. <laughs> I love... Sorry, I, I just checked the comments on this uh, on this blogspot post. Uh, and one of them <laughs> is in all caps, Holy shit, I don't think that girl in the trailer is his daughter. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy god this is this is partially why i uh i don't think i want to be a part of any arg made to promote a movie is just because if i care about the movie that much i don't want to be part of the dissection process beforehand mm-hmm but yeah, um, I, I I think that's a good a good idea. They should roll with it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and also on the site, uh, they they noticed that uh, the um, the the link in the first message that said keep checking this site uh had it had been broken before, uh, but it it now worked uh, and it took you to a. Uh, a page on the website called Life Preserving Information, uh, which was okay. a little survival guide for Megan. Uh, it had tips on how to put together a bug out bag and how to hotwire a car. Uh, it had links to other survival pages uh, and like weather graphs and train schedules. Um, and they were all kind of like annotated by uh, Howard. Okay. Uh, and so it was like, hey, I'm sure you can find a way to get a hold of your mom's car keys, but if for some reason you can't, here's some good advice on how to get it running without them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and it had links to, like, the NASA website for, like, uh, satellite tracking and space weather conditions being, like hey, here's a couple of sites I check for irregular patterns or hidden coordination. We might not see anything here, but it doesn't hurt to check. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
And the last thing on, on there uh, said, come as quickly as you can, but don't take a plane. If something happens while you're on a plane, then there's nowhere for you to escape to. That's a very weird detail that I'm not sure I understand and it weirds me out. How so? I, I just, I, I'm, I don't know what he's worried about in the planes. I, I don't know. I guess, I guess in theory, it's like if a disaster happens to you on a plane, like you're stuck in the air and you have nowhere to go. I guess, but if a disaster happens, it's going to happen on the ground. And if anything can escape, it's a plane. I don't know. It just, it just, it, it, it makes me really question what the thing that he thinks is going to happen is. From the Soviets, as he likes to call them. Yeah, you know, from, from the Soviets, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, as we called them in, let me check my notes, 2014. Mm-hmm, 2016, but yes. 2016, even better. My <laughs> notes aren't very good. uh and so the that uh that page that uh life preserving information page uh continued to update um uh on february 17th it updated with a news article about a train track fire uh and said so forget the train you're better off driving anyway that's why you always have an escape route and can't get backed into a corner it's always better to be in control of your own movements but you're going to need to get your hands on a car your mom's or someone else's and you're going to need to hurry okay uh and then on the 18th on february 18th uh the there was a new message from howard uh talking about how he used to work on spy satellites uh and he is talking to megan he says uh i uh i used to work on these like really secret and highly classified spy satellites i had clearance i saw things that like people wouldn't believe um, we were on this mission called CSAT, uh, that was supposed to be tracking Soviet spy satellites. Uh, but we found something up there that was a lot bigger than what we were looking for. So they canceled the project and they made up this story, uh, to explain why they had canceled the project. But like this guy I worked with, who was like a mentor on this project, convinced a bunch of us to compile all of this evidence and we started like seeing the signs of this thing everywhere and we got all of the evidence together but nobody wanted to hear us uh and they sent my mentor to jail for like spying for the soviets uh and they would definitely send me to jail if i hadn't stopped asking questions about it and left the navy uh but i never stopped i never stopped looking into this thing and just a few days ago, they launched a new spy satellite into orbit. Uh, and uh, and they said it was like a national security classified mission. But I know it's because they know there's something in space. And they're looking at it. And it's something that they don't want anybody else to know about. And 
there's not that much time left for us if they're sending those kind of satellites up there. They're doing it again. They're... I feel like the people developing this ARG, and with the Cloverfield one too, it's... To me, it's like they don't get what is interesting about Howard being right. Or what makes the movie as a whole scary. And it's not that Howard is right because he actually knows that there is a Soviet satellite that is scary and maybe there's aliens or whatever he wants to infer from that. Him actually knowing that isn't what makes Howard a scary villain in this movie or just a scary figure. It's the fact that, like, he is wrong, but the delusional ways in which he is wrong have led to him being a scary, powerful figure in this exact moment. It is... Howard is a much more interesting character if he is wrong because he fears nuclear fallout from Russia, and so he builds a fallout shelter because he's a delusional, scared man. And then it happens to be good when the monsters invade. That is that that's where the character gets interesting. It's not because he's actually super smart and was a scientist directly involved in this program and knew exactly what was going to happen. And so when it did, everything went according to plan. Correct. I. It's it's. It's weird because it's you're adding more information and more data and more fluff to fill out the character's wiki page. But you're also doing the laziest form of writing by just making him write when it's a much more interesting idea when he's wrong. You know? Ah, but Andrew, it all has to be connected. I... This is the big B- this is the biggest bee in my bonnet. But it's Andrew, just the that, mystery like, box. Yeah, the mystery box. You're right. <laughs> it's the same thing that like actually didn't you know that the main character of the first Cloverfield was actually a person who worked for the company that woke up the slusho monster. And so it, it's actually kind of funny because he's involved in that company and the world gets smaller. Um, and the whole existence of JJ, the whole thing with JJ Abrams is that like everything that he does is an attempt to make the world smaller. And when that happens, you lose the world. Yep. (laughs) The thing that makes John Goodman terrifying is that like in this movie, he's that kind of weird probably religious fundamentalist who like is scared and has a bunker in his basement like that's a real person that exists in real life and that for that kind of person to get proven right and then be like ah i get to be in charge now because my whole life i've been scared and felt like i wasn't in control but here in this bunker i am um that is where the person gets terrifying and where the movie becomes interesting. And so to have that all 
get retroactively changed to actually this guy was a super smart scientist man who or like satellite worker and government spy agent who saw what was happening and decided I'd better get a bunker ready because I see the bad thing that's coming. It's so much less interesting and so much more boring and so sad that this is what the ARG decides to be about this movie. I didn't know that you were going to be so passionate about this. <laughs> I, I mean, didn't. I, I, I didn't either. I'm gonna. I'm gonna clip all this out and just release it tomorrow. And that's our <laughs> mediocre analysis on Ten Cloverfield Lane. Because I feel like that little rant I went on is much more insightful than anything I said in that episode. <laughs> no, I mean, I, 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 I completely understand. I agree with you. I just didn't uh, know that you were gonna feel so strongly about it. <laughs> it's. These choices make me so mad. I it, yeah, and it's it's weird because like I I, I feel like the the clo- like the original Cloverfield are kind of built to them making those choices, but this like they go straight into it. Yeah, and it's fucking John Goodman's character. Yeah. <sighs> I mm, it just makes me mad. It really does. It it again. This ARG makes me like the movie less. Like I, I'm ignoring. I'm ignoring all of this lore that is coming out of this ARG. I'm just ignoring it. I'm gonna. It's gonna stay in the mystery box where it can be. And then this other movie that actually exists is what's good about Ten Cloverfield Lane. And I will. I care about that. And then I chop off the last ten minutes. And then I splice together the very end on the very end. Easy peasy done. <laughs> What I'm learning in these past couple episodes is that we have a lot of opinions about the right way to consume Ted Cloverfield Lane. <laughs> uh-huh. We really do. <laughs> and it's watch the movie and don't listen when your friend says, did you hear about the weird marketing campaign for those movies? <laughs> and also don't watch the last 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Just do all of these things and you will have the correct watching experience of Ted Cloverfield Lane. <laughs> yeah, if you do all these, the movie's perfect. Yeah, it's a great movie. You just have to do these, like, five things <laughs> that we tell you to do. I, I will say, as as I said in that episode, I actually like, I, I like the ending of the movie. I think the ending is fine. I don't, I, I like the ending if you take off the Cloverfield name. Yeah. Call it 10, ah, Aliens Boulevard, and I'm in. <laughs> so so while all of this is happening uh concurrently with this there's something else that's interesting that we can actually talk about that doesn't in- really involve world building um oh good while all of this bullshit is happening on the on the internet uh new 10 cloverfield lane trailers are showing in theaters um and there are five different variants of them and each one has a secret image hidden in it. Okay. Um, and so people basically bootlegged these trailers. Uh, one was like a magazine. One was like an old uh, photograph of some football players. One was like someone die, like an illustration of someone diving into water. Uh, one was a drawing of a monkey. One was a U.S. Navy evidence bag, I think. Uh, And people slowly 
uh, were able to actually find these trailers on YouTube uh, posted to a account called Sailor Monkey uh, because the, the little monkey illustration was like a monkey in a sailor suit. Um, it was my and, favorite anime growing up. Yeah. Uh, and that account um, had the uh, the trailer on it that had the, the monkey image hidden in it. And people were like, oh, okay, we need to find YouTube, like, the, the right keywords to plug in for this, uh, for each one of these trailers, um, to, uh, to find the YouTube account that has it. So, like, uh, the football one, they had to plug in, like, Navy football, um, and that was, like, the name of the account and, and the name of the trailer on YouTube. Um, and, uh, it turned out that the uh the what they had thought was an evidence bag was actually a flotation vest and that was the hardest one for them to find uh Hmm. because it took them a while to realize they should plug in flotation vest uh and so and so once they had found all of these uh they found all of the correct youtube channels they found all of these trailers that had the hidden images of them uh they were able to actually look at them uh on youtube and get like high res screenshots of them and they found that uh there were weird kind of streaks of color in all of these hidden images uh and okay. if you took them into photoshop and you played with the hue and saturation um it turned out that there were numbers in some of the photos that were circled uh, and there was a hidden word in each image. Uh, hmm. They and they said uh, Abel Baker Charlie Dog Easy, um, and each of them had uh, a number to go with them. Uh, okay. And, and people realized that basically you had to put them in alphabetical order. Uh, and then put the numbers in that order. And if you put the numbers in that order, it would give you GPS coordinates. Cool. And uh, the GPS coordinates were for a empty lot in uh, Covington, Louisiana. I thought you were about to say Covington, Kentucky, and it was about to blow my mind. But Covington, <laughs> Louisiana makes much more sense considering the game as a or the movie and game as a whole. Uh huh. <laughs> And people were like, oh, maybe we should drive to this abandoned lot in Louisiana and see what's up. <laughs> and they go did. Find, we're going to go find uh, a John Goodman's bunker. Mm-hmm. And so some people from Reddit uh, drove out to this abandoned lot in Covington, Louisiana, uh, and they found... Uh, the exact spot because someone had left a, a bottle of swamp pop there uh, on like on the ground uh, and they dug into the dirt and they found a case filled with survival gear, messages, puzzle pieces, and a USB. Hmm. Cool. Uh, and it had a note from howard that said listen to these and you'll see what i'm talking about it is almost right right on top of us you'll need a whole lot more than this kit if you're gonna have a chance to make it to the other side good luck to us all friend 
now I get to be doubly mad uh, because not only does the uh, not only does the lore of this ARG completely contradict the things that I like about the movie uh, in the same way that they did for Cloverfield, but they also did an, a dead drop right. I can't believe they made a dead drop work. And it went <laughs> they did. perfectly and everyone's fine. I'm well, raging I'm... right now. It's all I can do to prevent myself from flipping this desk. <laughs> Andrew has become insane with anger. I'm going to become the Cloverfield monster. <laughs> um, They really did do a dead drop, right? Like, apparently the way to do a dead drop is just fucking leave it in an abandoned lot. I mean, if you choose, that's the thing for a dead drop, make it the only thing that's around for like a 50 mile radius and it'll go perfectly because your players won't be like, oh, I bet it's the little packet of sugar that's on the uh, the restaurant table instead of like the key taped underneath. They'll be like, ah, the thing in every restaurant that must be the dead drop. Yep. <laughs> Just make it an empty lot. There's nothing else around. So it's got to be the Ziploc baggie. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so the, the box, uh, the, the, the case that was found had, um, I think it had like MREs in it. It had like uh, kind of assorted survival equipment. Um, it had that note, it had, uh, jigsaw puzzle pieces, and it also had two flash drives. Uh, one was shaped like a bottle opener and one was shaped like a Swiss army knife. Okay. Uh, and they both contained uh, two. Um, so uh, the Swiss Army knife one contained two identical files, and the bottle opener one contained three of that exact file. They were all the same audio file, basically five times. Um, okay. And it was a mission control log uh, of the. Hold up. I think it was, yeah, it was a mission control log of the ISS talking to mission control uh, about a weird localized burst of magnetic energy that they had sensed in space. Uh, And they were saying, hey, we... uh, we're seeing this like weird large magnetic field that isn't consistent with anything we've seen before. Uh, and it must be something really big. Um, and the, uh, the European space Operations center is saying that they're seeing the same thing. Uh, and there's a, um, there's a weird audio interruption at the end. Um, and, the ISS people are like, hey, there was this weird flash of red light uh, up here, and then it was gone, but we're all fine, though. Um, and then after the ISS people sign off, uh, Mission Control is like, or no, uh, Mission Control is like, hey, ISS, uh, scrub this completely from the mission logs. Uh and wipe the signal and tell everybody to disregard it. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably uh, nothing. Okay. Yeah, probably fine. We're good. It's probably fine. This is fine. 
and so then on February 20th, um, Fun and Pretty Things updated with a survival simulation game uh, that had a note from Howard that said uh, basically like, Hey, you need to learn how to live inside a bunker. So I made this game to help you get ready. Uh, and it was a text-based survival sim. Uh, okay. That was like, I got into some old work software and I repurposed it to make this simulator. And it'll teach you how to manage supplies and allocate important tasks to keep everything functioning. Uh, you're going to have to make hard decisions if you want to survive. Uh, and it was legitimately just like a text-based adventure game where you would like type the command in uh, and <laughs> help uh, and help your little guy survive. Um, oh yeah! And and there was a uh, there was a scoreboard, um, and uh, if you got a high score, it would show up on the survival statistics at the end of the game when you died, um, and people. Um, at Reddit started actually hacking into the game, uh, so that they could send <laughs> fake scores. Oh, good. Just abuse uh, that API call, huh? Yeah. Gonna get uh, infinite peanuts. But people also noticed, uh, that there was one high score on the board that was actually from someone, uh, named Radio Girl, and that kind of unlocked an update on the life-preserving information uh, uh, page that said, Radio Girl, you're there. I can see that you're using the simulator. I was beginning to worry that you hadn't really seen any of my messages, but now that I know you're listening, I'm not going to rest until I know you're prepared. I know that you're seeing some weird results in the simulator. I may have to take it offline if I can't fix it, but I hope it doesn't come to that. There's no time to waste, and the simulator is going to teach you something really important. Okay. Um, and then on the 25th, uh, the life-preserving page uh, updated again and said, I can see you're still using the sim, Megan, and I know you can do better. I've gone through and made some changes on my latest <laughs> findings. For instance, being on your own down there won't be so easy in reality, so now it's not so easy in the sim either. It's now a better test of your preparation approach, and should you think twice about and should make you think twice about trying to go it alone. We're looking at two years at minimum, and it'll probably be even longer. Along those lines, a tip. Morale may seem to be less important than hard supplies, but it's not. Trust me, I know. Keep trying, and don't let me down. Okay. Um, and people were like, oh, they must have made the game harder uh, to play, and maybe we need to like somehow figure out how to get two people in the bunker in the sim and like survive for a certain amount of time uh with two people in the bunker um i think like the the highest score at that point was like um someone had survived like 700 days or whatever um okay but apparently that wasn't like high enough to unlock anything uh, someone on, I wish this game still existed. I really like like text-based when, when ours do like weird text-based games like that. Yeah, that'd be neat. 
Um, people on uh, people on Unfiction were did like breakdowns of like, hey, here's all of the bunker supplies that you can buy and like what they cost and strategies that you could use. <laughs> Setting up the speed run strats. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, I love this. Setting up the bunker speedrun strats. (laughs) This is incredible. I like this. Um, and... And so then on February 26th, uh, the update... Uh, uh, the, uh, survival sim updated again, uh, and said... Now you're learning how hard it is to get by with just yourself to rely on, which is why I still want you to come down here so we can survive together. I've changed the sim again. This time I've added something. You'll have more than just basic supplies down there. You'll also have a library of information, books, guides, and resources on how things work. Chemistry, engineering, construction, and with all the time you'll have to fill... I realized that the sim wasn't giving you a chance to figure out ways to improve. So now you'll find a new job called research that will allow you to figure out ways to extend your supplies. Okay. Um, and with the new update, someone broke uh, a thousand days survived in the simulator, uh, which unlocked mm-hmm. a new message uh, that said, Megan, I'm impressed. You've managed to make it longer than I have. No, I hope you'll find a way for us to survive to the very end together. Okay. Uh, And all of the research uh, was stuff like, hey, you discovered to clean the air filters. You can can safely skip feeding the fish once a day every three days. (laughs) (laughs) You can convert wastewater. Min-maxing counts. Yeah. Look, if you, you can, can skip, they call this one fish skip. Every three <laughs> days, you can avoid that. That saves you like four frames. That adds up over a thousand days. Yeah. Uh, and then on February twenty seventh, um, there was a new message that said good job radio girl i can see that you're really listening and it's showing in how hard you're working at the simulator i hope i'm hoping this means you're ready to talk to me your mom isn't making it easy but i think we've i've come up with a way we can talk without her knowing so i've sent you a phone a special one just for you and me to talk this is it's important we stay in close contact as there's very little time left look up nikki harris in chicago near that art school you cried about wanting to go to locker 18 the combo is 32 18 28 when you get the phone remember the song on the jukebox you loved is the Um, song on the jukebox i think we're alone now it it quite possibly might be um and a Reddit user went to the locker at this hostel in Chicago uh, and found a bag that had the Eiffel Tower on it and a cell phone that had a voicemail from Howard. Okay. Uh, that said basically, hey, my number is in your contacts. Uh, call me as soon as you can. Uh, and I need to get you out of Chicago. And the password to the voicemail box was found to be uh, 4813, okay. uh, which was the number punched into the jukebox in the, uh, in, in the trailer. Uh, and gotcha. it turned out that when you called the number, 
uh, in the contacts. It, you just got basically like a pre-recorded voicemail, uh, and you could leave a voicemail for Howard. Okay. So we're supposed to take from this ARG that Megan is taking an interest in still being part of her dad's life, right? Uh, either that or that he's mistaking the players as being Megan and is mm-hmm. being like, hey, I'm interpreting this as my daughter, like, still wanting to contact me, even though it's just, like, people snooping around in my <laughs> website. Gotcha. I, I wasn't sure if uh, we thought that, like, we're supposed to assume that the person called Radio Girl was actually Megan, or if the players were like, if I sign in with this username and play the game, then he'll be like, ah, my daughter is playing. Yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's weird because, like, I... This website doesn't clarify if, like, the person playing the the like text adventure game as radio girl was like a player or something that like the devs themselves put in. Gotcha. And I guess maybe they didn't know that. Cause I, I knowing what I know from the movie, I really don't like the implication of like, like to me, uh, getting back onto my soapbox, I've left it, I dusted it back off. Uh, the movie works better if we can assume that she doesn't want anything to do with her dad and that he's just convinced himself that it's definitely the mom's fault. Uh, and so like having in universe, her reaching out to him through his weird survivalist game is like, Oh, okay. Well that's fine then. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just ate the grump grump fruit. So I'm just <laughs> sitting over here pouting. I completely understand. Um, <laughs> So then, uh, so they, they get the dead drop, they get the phone number, whatever. Uh, then on March 1st, uh, the website updates again, Fun and Pretty Things updates and says, Dear Megan, did you find the phone I left for you? You haven't called, or maybe you have and they've already begun cutting the networks. That could be the cause of the recent cell phone problems. Right before an attack, they always try to disrupt communications, but I'll keep trying. There are Soviet spy planes flying over the U.S. whenever they feel like it. Why would they be so brazen unless they were preparing for something? Gathering troop positions and messing with the cell towers. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um... He also... I'm not going to read the rest of this because these are all really long. Um... But he he mentions uh, being at the Space and Naval Warfare Systems Command, uh, working for them, uh, and getting access to, like, the transmissions of Soviet spy satellites. And he's like, yeah, the Soviets used to shoot down their own satellites to keep intel out of our hands. uh, And they're they're doing that right now to try and hide whatever attack they've got planned. So Sure. You should come and be in my bunker. Okay. I I don't have anything to say except that I'm sitting here grumbling. <laughs> I don't know if I have ever heard you be so grumpy about an, an arg. I, I just... I think that um, I, I'm... I'm 
maybe this is just me. Maybe the Sarg is actually great, and I'm just being a real big grump about it. Um, I just feel like if I'm listening to an ARG for a movie, and the stuff that's in the ARG makes me think less of the movie and not in a way that's because the ARG is so good, but in a way that like, I I don't know. I feel like, uh, I feel like the movie is better without the ARG. The movie is worse having the ARG exist. And to me, that's an indictment of the ARG as a whole. Like, that's just a failure of the ARG. Inter- yeah. It, no, it just, I, I'm with you, I think. It makes... I don't know. It feel, To me, it feels like this fundamentally misunderstands the movie. And makes every element of the movie that works a little bit worse. And it really annoys me. Because this movie's really good. Um, and I I don't know if the team putting this together hasn't... I, I don't know who's making this 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 ARG. Because on one hand, it could be people at Bad Robot who should understand the movie that they're producing and marketing and distributing. Um, otherwise, they could have just like contracted this out to a marketing firm. And the marketing firm might not ever have even seen the movie. So I can definitely understand where they would be coming from in trying to put this together. Um, You've seen this trailer. You have a basic idea of what's happening. You've seen Cloverfield, so you have an idea of what it's going to go. And so you try and build an ARG based off of that that fits. It just makes everything smaller and worse in a world that I think is better if you would be better if you made it bigger and open. Um, maybe not even bigger, but just by, by, I don't know. There's something about this that just really grinds my gears in the wrong direction. Uh, and I, I feel like they just get the movie wrong and don't understand what works about it. And so they're advertising the wrong thing. It weirdly feels like they overcorrected from the original arg. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Like, that that makes sense to you, right? Like, the original arc was kind of, like, vague and didn't really have a whole lot to do with the movie. And, like, and, and focused a lot on just kind of, like, building up these very superficial character relationships and being fairly vague about, like, all of the sci-fi stuff until right at the end. And it feels kind of like with this one they were like okay what if we ditch all of like the superficial character stuff and we go in hard on the sci-fi angle right from the beginning yeah i think that the 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 two things that work the best in 10 cloverfield lane are john goodman's performance as howard as a character who is scary and who you do not know concretely, but you know abstractly, and you've probably seen in the real world, which makes him all the more terrifying as a character in this movie. And also, whatever is outside, which is something that is unknowable, but as we experience it in the movie, uh, seems like it is 
either alien as we're watching the bunker scenes or uh just unknown um it's some kind of if, if it's not alien foreign it is some it is something foreign to us that we do not understand some kind of nerve gas or something people are bleeding from the mouths and being melted maybe it's radiation it's we don't know what it is and that's terrifying and this arg says great let's dig into the character of howard and flesh him out more as a figure and go to lengths to they're not directly explaining what's happening outside but they are really setting up that like Whatever this is, it's affected by these satellites, and it's from space, or it is a Soviet thing, and it it's just like, let's take the two best parts of this movie and actively work against them in the in a thing advertising the movie itself. This is what happens when I've seen the movie before I learn about the ARG. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe I should just stop doing that. all right so so we're i was gonna say we're close right yeah we're we're pretty dang close so um so yeah uh so march rolls around uh and tagarato's website updates with their march employees of the month uh howard is no longer on there uh but the uh the new bold future employee of the month uh is uh liaison officer nikolai rosa who says he's been working on a special project quote unquote uh and then on march 4th uh the fun and pretty things website updates again uh and says uh, dear Megan, your mother has taken so much away from me, and now I find out she's selling family heirlooms. That silverware was a gift to my father when he was stationed in England after the war. He gave it to me when I married your mother. The only reason left, uh, the only reason I let her take it was because it meant to, the only reason I let her take it was because it was meant to go to you, not to be sold to a random stranger. $500 is a joke. She knows it's worth way more to me for you to have it. She's just trying to hurt me. You should just take it with you when you leave. When are you leaving? Um, and people were like, oh, this feels like a clue for us to look for this silverware. And they actually found a Craigslist listing uh, for a set of silverware uh, from Sheffield, England for $500. Okay. Uh, and the reason that they knew that it was in-game was because uh, in the photo of the silverware, uh, in the corner, you could see a notebook that had the name Megan written on it. <laughs> okay. Which was a cool touch. Uh, yeah. And, s- and some people um, all of noted... All of my ARG finales from now on are just going to be a step that is, pay me $500. Exactly. Uh, and some people noticed that uh, if you... Uh, filtered the Craigslist search results by map. Uh, the location of this particular item uh, was at a apartment complex in Chicago, and they were like, "Oh, maybe another dead drop." Um, and they also, a bunch of people tried emailing the uh, the seller through Craigslist, uh, and they did not immediately get a response. Okay. But on March seventh, uh, people started getting emails back. 
Um, okay. A bunch of people. So basically, a bunch of people emailed this mysterious Craigslist seller that was like Howard's ex-wife in the fiction. Um, some people were like role-playing as someone who actually wanted to buy this silverware set. Uh, some people were kind of more sneakily like, hey, I'm a friend of Megan's, whatever. Uh, one unfiction user who had the most success literally was just straightforward, like, hey, Howard is trying to get Megan to come live in a bunker with him. <laughs> <laughs> And told her how to access the website and was like, here's the steps that you need to go through to access your husband's batshit website where he talks about Russian satellites. And here's the username and password you need to put in. That's a hero right there. And like, it's so interesting. So I know, I know we've been ragging on this, but it's like, so interesting to me that that was like the solution to this social puzzle that like everyone went in kind of going off of Howard's advice and being like hey I want to buy this or like being sneaky about it and being like I'm a friend of Megan's or whatever but like the person who had the most success was the person who did what you almost never want to do in an arg and just blew up the whole spot and was like hey, your husband is doing this insane thing and I need to tell you about it. <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. I like that. Like, like that rules. And I yeah, I'll rag if... on this. I'll rag on this till the cows come home. That's great. And like, I wonder if that was the intended solution or if that was just like something that one of the players did and the and the game runners were like, oh, this is very cool and we can use this. Yeah, they're just like, well, the movie comes out in four days, so like, this is a good way to wrap things up. It could have also been that. <laughs> <laughs> they gave us a way better ripcord than ours, which was, let me check notes here, uh, everyone that isn't a named character dies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've so seen one too many args, Mar, and I'm jaded. I know. Um, so yeah, so, uh, so this, uh, so this, uh, this person, this, this unfiction, unforum person, uh, emails, uh, Howard's ex-wife and is like, hey, your, your husband is, is trying to get your daughter to live in a bunker with him and here's how you access all of his secret emails that he's been leaving for your daughter and, I, you should probably see this. And they have this whole back and forth. Um, they find out that uh, her name is Denise Paulson. Um, and she uh, says, wow, like I stayed up all night reading all of this stuff on the website um, and the playing like the simulation game and reading all of his messages to Megan. Um, this like is this definitely like gels with what I know about him as a person. He used to wake us up in the middle of the night to do prepper drills. Uh, he was always worried about these emergencies. Um, it got worse when he started working at bold Futura. He became obsessed with building a fallout shelter and sunk all of his money into it. Um, and, uh, 
I thought that he wouldn't even care when I left him, but apparently that's just, like, made him more obsessed with prepping. Um, and she says, like, yeah, this isn't even the first time he's done this. Like, every few years, he invents some new danger and is like, hey, we all have to hide in the bunker, and then it never happens, and he just, like, finds something new to to panic about and try to get Megan like to hide in the cellar with him uh and she she basically closes out the email with saying thank you so much for showing me this please don't take this the wrong way but don't contact me again I have to figure out what I'm going to do about this and how to best take care of myself okay thank you for telling me this horrifying thing please never contact me again is uh that's a good way to end an email yeah. Uh, and then the same day, uh, they find that Denise has actually left a message for Howard on the Fun and Pretty Things website. Hell yes. <laughs> uh, that says... I've taken so much away from you. You're delusional, Howard. You're sick. This whole thing is just sad and disgusting. It's a morbid fantasy of a complete lunatic, and it's a violation of your restraining order. I already called the police. And get no, him. no Soviets helped me get into your little secret hiding place. Did you really think I wouldn't remember when you gave Megan your father's medal, then blew up at her because she accidentally misplaced it? Megan Fuck was so up, terrified. Denise. It took months for me to get her to tell me what happened. Get at his least, ass. <laughs> at least this time somebody you tried to dupe with your conspiracy theories saw through the lies and showed me to what you've been up to here there are some decent caring people left at this world i'm not going to tell you who because you'd probably try to hurt him for crossing you i mean you've hurt enough people already howard please 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 you can blame me for whatever you want just leave me alone move on your paranoia cost us our family how much more will you let it take from you from me you need help serious professional medical help you're not well deep down you have to know you'll never see megan again so i'm begging you for the last time forget about us i'm so tired of being afraid of you nothing for years and then you pop up like this and it's like you're taking away everything that i've worked so hard to rebuild whatever crimes you imagine i've committed i have more than paid for them please let me move on and get help get his ass (laughs) get his ass denise get fuck him up denise my theory for this is that uh in the past four days uh the marketing team actually watched 10 cloverfield (laughs) and they were like we need to backtrack a couple things oh my god (sighs) fuck him up And then yeah. Howard gets very angry and he gets in his car and he drives a woman off the road. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, it Lord. it really is it, it really is like oh, they definitely either just watched this movie for the first time or like a fan did this like interesting thing that they wanted to work into the narrative and they were like all right fuck it let's just go for it <laughs> <laughs> or i mean uh, I, charitably they had planned this all along charitably i i will give that to them i don't think it erases 
the things I don't like about this ARG, but it is good that this ARG ends with them just saying, hey, fuck you to Howard. Yeah. Um, and, and, and then, so the, so, and then the movie came out, I believe. Uh, I mean, there, there's more stuff. Uh, so, so the movie premiered, um, and right around the time the movie premiered, there was, uh, quite a few updates on, uh, on the Fun and Pretty Things website on March 10th. Uh, there was a update on the life preserving information page, uh, said, Megan, maybe I've been wrong about a lot of things, but no matter what Denise says, I'm not wrong about what's going to happen. I don't know if you can decipher what I sent. If you can, you'll see I'm not wrong about this. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't go down into the bunker when the attack comes. Maybe I should just let it happen. If I can't keep you safe, then what's the point of it all anyway? I hope you can forgive me. I know that maybe I wasn't always the best father and husband I could have been. I made mistakes. I hurt people that I didn't intend to hurt. But everything I did was for you to keep you safe, to keep you close. I did the best I knew how to do. I hope that it was enough. I'll never stop believing in you. I'll never stop believing that one day you'll come back to me. You may never see this. You may never have seen any of it. But if there's any chance you're reading this, please answer me i need to hear your voice even if it's only once please pick up your phone i'll never let you go radio girl love dad y'all threatening suicide that that is a abuse tactic do not let him get away with this yeah fuck him up denise uh and then there was a there was a new uh post on fun and pretty things from someone called nr who people are like oh probably uh nicola rosa from bold futura uh okay. that said my friend please forgive my intrusion on this personal site but time is of the essence and i needed somewhere away for prying eyes and ears throughout the years we have danced af- along a fine line between enemies and friends but i've always respected you as a colleague and taken you seriously even though they have tried to silence us both the dance always continues you know the steps nr um and it had a audio file attached uh which started as music and then contained a SSTV code uh, that generated a hidden image of a something in space. I'm just going to throw this out there. Howard would have been a much happier man if instead of pursuing the life that he uh, had already thrown away... He just followed whatever was up between him and Nicola because uh, that that message has some real enemies to lovers energy. <laughs> he really, really could really could have followed that energy and had himself a uh, a much more interesting and fulfilling life. It's true. Like where was where was Nicola this whole time? Why are we just now learning about him? He's that's someone guy's... that says we've been dancing as enemies and between enemies and friends for years. This guy's the most compelling character in the Cloverfield ARGs. Jesus. (laughs) Why did they wait until now to to introduce this guy? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Lord. And then, yeah, whatever. There's a picture of an alien falling to Earth. I don't give a shit. Tell me, where's this fanfic? (laughs) Where's this guy been this whole time? Nicola learns to... Howard learns to give up on his old life because of this new passionate rivalry he has at work. Sign me the fuck up. <laughs> oh boy. This really is like 
Oh, you waited till the last day of your arg to drop the most interesting character, huh? Yeah, what could have been? <laughs> what could have been? Oh boy. Just give us the give us the the arg about this guy. I don't care about any of this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and also, and also on on this day on the tenth, um, Howard, uh, the person who had Megan's phone, got a text from the Howard number that said, "I don't care who you are, but if you are with my daughter, clear your voicemail so I can give you a message to her." Uh, and they also noticed that uh, Howard's voicemail had changed, um, and uh, had a new message that said uh this this phone belongs to my daughter i don't know how you got it but it doesn't matter much anyways it's happening and i wish everyone had just listened to me uh then the person with the phone uh cleared the inbox and got a voice mail that said it's my fault i see that now now it's too late for you to leave chicago i was never going to see you again you were my little girl and it was my job to protect you i failed i'm going to make it up to you i know how to make it right i promise all right and that was the end of the arc (laughs) and then the movie came out yep (laughs) and there we go and there we go. Uh, and then uh, Swamp Pop later that month uh, changed their uh, their site to have uh, the ARG stuff kind of hidden away so that they could go back to being a regular, normal soda website. Okay. Well, I have my packet of uh, ginger ale incoming. I ordered that. I ordered that while we were recording, so uh, I'll let y'all know how that is. Yeah, maybe I'll get a clue, Andrew. Maybe I'll get a clue. And uh, Swamp Pop, if you're out there listening, uh, we are looking for sponsors. <laughs> well, hell yeah, that's the end of this ARG. Um, that's it, baby. I, that's it. Do we want to go ahead and rate this one? Yeah, I mean, it's, here, uh, well... We can talk about this afterwards. Um, there was also a, a Cloverfield Paradox arg, but it was only like a week long. I Yeah, I can only imagine because that movie was like announced and then released within like three hours. Yeah, I mean, I, I figure we'll, uh, we might just lump that in with talking about the movie, honestly. Yeah, let's do that. We'll do that for our next uh, media arg analysis. Hell yeah. Because I don't... Cause- Having recently rewatched or watched that movie, I don't think I have a lot to say about it. So doing that, I think, is a good way to go. Yeah. I mean, because it was really just like a website that you could type stuff into and get results and like look at files and shit. (laughs) Okay. Sounds good. Well, cool. All right. Uh, Shall we rate this ARG? Yeah, let's do it. So what do you think about the story of this one? Uh, Because I'm at a a 10. Perfect 10. Love this ARG. Love it. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. (laughs) Uh-huh. No. How do you feel about the story? Like a three. (laughs) Yeah, that's... 
it's kind of where I am. Uh, they put some good effort into it. They in the back half, the very end of this, they uh, they got a good touchdown near the very end. But uh, yeah, I just really don't like a lot of what this ARG is trying to do. I don't necessarily think that they're trying to like rehabilitate Harold or anything like that. But I just think that they really miss the mark on what works about him as a scary character. A character, if you will. Um, <laughs> and just makes Howard someone... I don't know. They make the world around Howard uh, smaller and less open-ended in a way that I truly think takes away from the movie. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. I think... I think... I think the problem with 10 Cloverfield Lane as opposed to Cloverfield is that like Cloverfield has a big setting and a big cast and you can do the things like make eight MySpace profiles that all interact with each other and be like, here's the cast of the movie. They Uh do things together. This is who they are it's really hard to do that with a film like 10 Cloverfield Lane because it entirely takes place in one setting. It has three characters in the entire movie. And that is literally the appeal of the movie. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, I just, I don't think it works in a way that makes me mad (laughs) as anyone that's listened for the past two hours can tell you. Uh, but what about the puzzles? How are you feeling about the puzzles here? What pu- Well, I, I shouldn't say what puzzles. There are some puzzles. <laughs> you but had also- to zoom in on a Coke bottle and tell me what brand it was. Mm-hmm. And then you had to pump that in, and then you had to reference the same jukebox numbers a couple times. <sighs> yep. That, and you had that's actually to... Kind of- <laughs> Go ahead. And and you had to click on some stuff on a website. <laughs> they they made a cool uh the cool text based adventure game. I oh, like that. And the dead drop. The dead drop was good. The only good dead drop. Uh I liked that they I liked that I liked their hey, be a decent human being and let a mother know that yeah. <laughs> her abusive ex is trying to get their daughter back through like secret back channels that are violating restraining orders. Uh yeah, good work. I love be a decent human being as a solution to one of these puzzles. Uh-huh. Um Yeah, I, love, I think I love ahead. I I I know I said this earlier. I love like social puzzles like that where the correct answer is to do something that you wouldn't that this is the only way i can think to explain it is like the correct answer is to do what would be the right thing to do in real life but not necessarily the most interesting or right thing to do for the plot of the arg Mm -hmm. but like i love stuff that rewards you for kind of blowing shit up like that and being like no i am actually going to do the right thing yeah i like that a whole lot it's kind of the horror movie equivalent of like when i learned the house was haunted i simply moved out yeah yeah, like, yeah exactly uh, uh, but i but but i do think that there's like there is a moral imperative to this one that is you're talking about fictional characters but like even if we're talking about a fantasy 
even if even talking about fictional characters in a fantasy event, you are doing the right thing by saying, hey, here's what's up. You should know about this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's I'm not saying that players are bad for not doing it, oh, but no, the no, player no. that yeah. did do it is good. <laughs> Shout yeah, out no, to I, Danny. I completely agree. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just so interesting because it's really hard to tell if that is where they were intended to go with this. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, I don't know, but it really works. It really it really does. So yeah, uh, I think puzzle-wise, I actually kind of like a lot of what they had going on here. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm willing to give this one like a like a, a 6 or 7. Yeah, yeah, I I'd give it a 7. Oh yeah, sevens across the board. And uh, how you feel about replayability on this one, Marn? Uh, well, it's very well documented, but none of the websites except Swamp Pop actually exist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you can still order a soda if you, you, you want. Can, you can still order a soda, and for that, I will give it a four. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if y'all order some Swamp Pop and post a picture of it on Twitter, we'll retweet it and uh, bump our grade up to a five. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> it sounds like there's not a lot left here. So uh, I'll give it a four, dependent on how much I like the soda when it arrives. Nice. Oh, they got cream soda? Do they? Shit. How did I miss that? <laughs> Sorry, I just went, I, I went on their website to, to actually look and see if I want to order any of this. <laughs> I ordered the uh, the ginger ale. Um, all right. And uh, yeah, how fun do we think this ARG was? Uh, y'all know that it's a big stinker from me. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, like a three. <laughs> <laughs> this, this game just makes me actively less interested in Cloverfield. And I feel like if I had played this ARG and then went to see the movie... I would have been very confused uh, because of how I saw Harold compared to what was portrayed on the screen. And then I would have revisited this movie years later after I'd forgotten about the ARG and gone, this movie actually rules. And I'm glad that my experience is now that I can watch the movie and go, this movie rules. And I know that now uh, so I can shield myself from what I think is a bad ARG. I, that makes total sense to me. <laughs> Not that I'm bitter or anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you think on fun? Uh, I don't know, like a four. I mean, it's fun to talk about. it. I, I don't remember being that interested in it at the time when I was like following it. Um, I uh-huh. feel like I kind of fell off of it before the movie even came out. So, yeah, I don't know, like a four. Okay. Sounds good. And uh, I was about to say, what's the other thing that we rate on? But that's it. So that's, that's it. our ratings on Cloverfield. Yeah. Uh, great. Uh, well, that's going to wrap up our Argonauts, uh, our Argonauts standard coverage of Cloverfield movies and ARGs. Uh, the April Mediarg analysis is going to be on Clover, uh, Cloverfield Paradox, so we'll have that and then a little bit about the ARG in that episode as well. But uh, next time that we have an Argonauts, we're going to talk about an act, uh, not an actual ARG. We're going to talk about a non-Cloverfield ARG. So yeah, get excited for that. 
Get excited. Uh, I don't know what we're going to talk about yet. So if anybody has strong opinions, email us. <laughs> yeah, reach out to us and email. Well, let's look through the emails and try and find one that we can cover from there. Sound good? Yeah. Because I know I'm, we've I'm gotten a lot that. of emails. Yeah. Cool. Hell yeah. Well, I guess that's going to wrap it up for Cloverfield. So, Marn, what's your recommendation for this week? Uh, I got two recommendations. In the spirit of 10 Cloverfield Lane, I'm going to recommend my favorite fancy soda. Uh, okay. Which is uh, Main Root Blueberry Soda. Um, Ooh, which that sounds you, good. It's real good. Uh, you can get it on the Main Root website or uh, a lot of grocery stores actually have it now. Uh, my college dining hall had it in like the little grab and go fridge and i drank so much of it during college uh (laughs) it's very good it's like fancy organic-y soda that is like made with real blueberries and so it's 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 good sometimes i get it as a treat for myself (laughs) that sounds really good it's really good I found out recently that uh, that my local grocery store actually has it, so I don't have to like get it, like buy it off the internet anymore, which is really nice. Um, <laughs> Hell yeah! They they also have a seasonal pumpkin pie soda, which is really good. Hmm. I'm less interested in that one, but I appreciate I, you. It sounds gross, but it tastes very good. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I'll take uh, your word on it. My other recommendation for this week is that uh, I forgot to do this five weeks ago when it actually came back for real but uh blazeball is back <laughs> yeah blazeball's back by the time you are listening to this episode uh blazeball will be off a uh, two-week break and in the middle of season 15 question mark uh that sounds right you should go check it out uh they're doing a new uh, game schedule, which is they do three weeks of games and then two uh, weeks of off season, which is just like downtime where they update the website and stuff. Um, and it's really nice. There's a whole bunch of new cool features and stuff on the website to check out. Uh, the teams have ballparks now. It's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bunch of hopefully by the time I'm saying this, a bunch of characters will have died uh, this season. Uh, it's my because... fault. I apologize. <laughs> All because of Andrew. Uh, it's only and... half a joke. Yeah, go check out Blazeball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other day, uh, Sam turned to me and she's like, "You haven't talked much about Blazeball this week. Has anything happened?" And I said, "Oh, they're um, they're doing. You know, they're on siesta. They're doing their. They're doing three weeks on, two weeks off." And she said, "Oh, that's neat." more sports should do that thing and i said babe (laughs) sports have an off season and she's like oh right duh they do all do that don't they so that was a fun conversation (laughs) she's like more sports should just have a spot where you take a nap in the middle and i was like they all do babe they play for like four months and then they go sleep it was fun oh boy uh, yeah, hell yeah. I'm very excited for Blazeball to come back. Um, hell yeah. Also, the crabs are back. The crabs are back. We can be insufferable again. <laughs> oh, it's so good. <laughs> uh, my recommendation this week, uh, I'll also give my favorite uh, like indie soda recommendation. Um, there's a soda called Mountain Dew Baja Blast. 
that I love and courses through my veins. Um, <laughs> now, I, I honestly don't drink that much soda. I try not to, uh, but I'm just ordered a 24 pack. So there we go. Um, my actual recommendation for this week is uh, I recently bought um, Persona 5 Royal Edition or Royal, I think is just what it's called. Uh, which is a kind of the Pokemon yellow to uh, Persona 5 uh, on the PS4. Um, I have the PS4 edition running on the PS5, uh, and it's a good game. Uh, It's a very fun having friends simulator, which is very nice during quarantine. Uh, I forgot how much I like the game. It's a cool RPG. I really like the Persona series, and uh, yeah. If you haven't checked it out, I think that Five Royal is a really good place to do it. Cool. I've heard yeah. good things about it. I've never played like any of the Persona games. They're of they're really cool RPG series where um a chunk of it is like a turn based RPG with uh, you know, elements being, you know, you're some people are weak to thunder, so if you hit them with a thunder attack, you get bonus damage. Like um but the battles are pretty fun and like all about breaking an enemy team defense and then going for an all out attack. Um, but the other thing of that, of the games that are like the biggest draw is that they have uh, like, it's a year long calendar system where every day you have to pick what you have, what you want to do, uh, whether that's hanging out with your friends or um, raising your own stats or choosing to go into dungeons or, uh, choosing to go do an event around town. Um, there's all sorts of things that you can do on every day. So you really feel like you're playing a customized experience of the game and focusing on characters you want to. Um, and over the course of the year, you like deepen your relationship with some characters over others, which means that like you get special bonuses based on who you care about. Um, and it's a really cool social system to try and play with. Uh, it's cool that you have to like manage a calendar and be like, man, I was going to go to the dungeon today, but one of my friends really wants to hang out and I don't get many opportunities to hang out with this friend. Um, so should I put off going into the dungeon until tomorrow to hang out with Yusuke? Cause I don't get to talk to Yusuke very often. Um, it's fun. <laughs> it's what having a social calendar is like something I haven't done in a year and a half. So uh, I'm really enjoying it nice yeah uh but yeah that's my recommendation for the week is uh, a two-year-old video game <laughs> well hell yeah hell yeah uh on that note i think that's gonna wrap it up for us uh so now i can actually get to the exit uh if you want to find us you can do so we are together on twitter at argonauts pod uh, otherwise you can find us separately i am at co-host sherms i am at corpse survivors and otherwise, uh, you can get a hold of us on email. You can email us at argonautspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we are going to be combing through our emails and grabbing some args that we want to cover soon. So if there's one that you really want us to cover, uh, feel free to shoot it our way and we'll make sure it gets added to our list. Uh, the list is big and ever growing, but if you want to make sure you have a spot on the list, that's the best way to do so. <laughs> uh Beyond that, if you want to support the show, you can do so financially over at Patreon. Uh, that's P-U-H-T-R-A-Y-I-N.com if you want to make our mistakes. Otherwise, just go to Patreon and look for the Argonauts podcast and you should be able to find it. 
uh, and non-financially. If you want to be, uh, if you just want to support the show, best way to do it is through word of mouth or uh, just telling people about the show, uh, sharing it on Twitter, retweeting stuff, things like that. Actually, goes a long way toward getting the word out about us, and it really means a lot. So yeah, that's uh, one of the best ways that you can support us. Hell yeah! I, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Thanks. Shout out to everyone that's ever interacted with us or retweeted us. It really means a lot. Um, And on that note, I think that's going to do it for us. So until next time, that's ARGS, baby. Jory, have you ever watched the anime called One Piece? Yeah, Joe. I watch it for a podcast that we do. What? You know, we are watching One Piece. I started watching it so you could rewatch it, and then we talk about it sometimes. I have have no idea what you're talking about. Well, we don't do it super frequently. Once a month at best. Did you forget? We analyze the story and discuss the show's themes, characters, compare it to other media, and how it provides an allegory for real-life politics and events. I, I must have forgotten. What, where can I listen to remind myself? You can listen at the Orange Groves Podcast Network or search for We Are Watching One Piece in your favorite podcast app. What's a podcast? Okay.